the biggest tip for productivity was that when you have everything planned, you just don't have time for doubts. Welcome to The Shut Up Show. This is the Brave Solopreneurs Podcast, helping you shut up and make shit happen. Inside every episode, you'll hear raw and uncensored conversations with amazing entrepreneurs and thought leaders who bring their best work every day, despite being scared shitless. You'll gain mindset strategies on how to brave through your fears, tactical advice to help you define your shut-up moment, and impact-driven tips inspiring you to live and work on your own terms. I am your host and chief shut-upper of Making Shit Happen, Bernie Shum. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, and we are live with another episode of The Shut Up Show. I am your host, Bernie Shung, the shin kicker. And today I'm so excited to feature an awesome new friend in my network. Actually, we're not even really new anymore. It's been a while now, but I feel like we're new because this is our first time talking face-to-face on video. But today's It's the first time I've seen you do the robot, that's for sure. Oh, my gosh. It changes everything. Please don't tell everybody I was worse than Miley Cyrus twerking, okay? So, <laughs> but anyway, I'm so excited to um, bring on the show somebody who's been really inspiring me and touching my life for the past few months that I've been watching his journey. I'm so excited to announce that today's co-host and featured guest is my buddy, Moran Barakat of Inspiring Innovation Podcast. Welcome, Moran. Oh, Bernie, thank you. It's such a cool honor, and it's so cool to finally talk face-to-face. I hope the audience doesn't mind that they look at your face instead of at the camera most of the time. I'm just bad that way. Um, But it's, it's a great pleasure to be here. I'm so happy we managed to work it out. Awesome. And thank you for being so supportive to the Shut Up Show community, to the Bernie Shang community, which is now merged into the Brave Bear uh, community. I think the toughest thing, and you and I kind of talked a little bit about this before we hit record, but the toughest thing about being an entrepreneur in this day and age, people would think it's usually like, you know, just the finances or the technical stuff or the logistics of running and designing a business. But which I think suck, by the way. They do. Seriously, those, those <laughs> are the worst parts about uh, having your own business, even though there's you know freedom in this. I think the, the biggest thing that for me personally, and I know that you've mentioned, that gets me every single day is the mindset, right? It's mm-hmm. the feeling good enough to just make it through today so that I can see my goals manifest so that I can impact the people I want to impact so that I can solidify all the different products and services that I want to produce and so that I can just make a contribution in the world before I leave it and I feel like no matter how good you get at closing that gap, Moran, like no matter how emotionally intellectual you become over time, for me, it's been six years as a coach and, you know, an entrepreneur and it, I get better, but it never, ever goes away. So with that kind of kicking off this topic about, you know, being better about our mindset strategies and how challenging it is to be an entrepreneur when we still resist things every single day, first kick off by telling us who you are and uh, how that topic resonates with the work you do today. So uh, before I do that, because you said it's a friendly conversation, so I'll allow myself to just ignore the, the question. Um, I, I really agree that this, this doesn't get talked about enough because it's not sexy enough to get talked about, but this mindset thing 
you know, Stephen Pressfield said it in a book that we both love, I believe, um, that resistance, no matter how much you can win against it one day, tomorrow is a brand new day and the beast will raise its ugly head again. And that's one thing that truly all over, all entrepreneurs will be better off if they just, I think, accept the fact that it's part of the daily battle. It's just going to be there. And no matter how far you've come, you'll have new doubts and new resistance because that's how we're wired. We're not wired to be crazy risk takers. We're always wired to try and stay in the comfort zone. And, and the more we progress, it's just a different comfort zone to conquer. So, yeah, that's something I still struggle with every day. And it's funny because we decided to do this interview because I conquered a really big fear I had of creating a product a few months two months ago um, and now two months has passed and I'm slowly finding myself resisting the same having the same resistance I don't quite feel like going in front of a video even though I did 72 videos in February it, it never really leaves and it, it's so important to just you know just know that it's would you agree it never goes away Right, right. And I love that you took the conversation there and I love that you reminded me that this was a conversation and not an interview. <laughs> because because here's why. It's so perfect that that was the, the comeback to, to how I kicked off the conversation because what people don't know about you and then obviously you can take it into your backstory, but you have been entrepreneurial for a very, very, very long time. So it's not like entrepreneurship is new to you. So the mm -hmm. fact that you do have entrepreneurial experience, you've seen some success, you've seen some failures, but you've seen some more success again. You've gained a lot of experience. You've been in front of either you know a camera or a microphone in front of an audience for well over a decade, and yet you still feel resistance, and yet you still worry, like, am I good enough, or am I going to make it, or who's oh, going to even want to come buy this? And so, I so can that... tell you that even, you know, you mentioned I've been over a decade in radio. And still, if I don't do interviews for two, three weeks, the next time I'll sit in front of the microphone, I'll be sweating and I'll be, and then 10 minutes later, it'll be great and I'll be having the time of my life. But that's the thing, getting over those 10 minutes. Right, right. So that being said, because I do want to get to your backstory, and here's the reason why I want to get to your backstory, because I've been stalking you quite a bit um, over the past few months, and I know you've only touched upon the backstory in a few podcasts, uh, interviews that you did for other people, but I don't think that people quite know the story behind the guy on Inspiring Innovation podcast, and I think it's so important to talk about because they think you're this guy who has your shit together on this show <laughs> where we talk about inspiration, so he must not have any issues, he must not have fear, he must be brave all the time, he must know what he's talking about, he's, he's made it so he doesn't have problems, how can I relate to him? Bullshit. Yeah. So, I'm, so, I'm loving the fact that we can say bullshit. Like yeah. finally, I'm interviewed on a show where I'm allowed to say bullshit. You can say whatever you want, as long as it's you know obviously relatable to to the topic at hand. <laughs> but but that being said, um, walk us through the backstory, because um, I know you've got a few stories. But what about that defining moment in your life, Moran, where it was kind of that that pivotal moment where you were like, you know what, enough is enough. I'm sick of this shit and I'm going to get up off my butt and go and do something about it. Wow, oh, so many moments of that. <laughs> that's, that's a general question. Do you mean when I left corporate and went back to entrepreneurship, when I went to Which, Whichever one jumps out at you the most as the pivotal story that you want to tell. 
Well, I think the pivotal story for Inspire Innovation is that moment where, so a few years ago, I had my software development business. We were doing some uh, integrations, letting people sign up to pay for getting recipes in text messages and all sorts of that crap. And I got some bad advice and from a, from a potential investor. So I followed that advice and he didn't invest and the business crashed because the advice was bad. Come to think of it, it probably was to the best because having an investor who knows nothing about your business is obviously a bad idea to begin with. Anyway, the business crashed and by crashed I mean uh, the revenue stream died. It never went into debt or anything like that. Um, and I decided to go to corporate to make ends meet and because I was I was tired of entrepreneurship. I was like, enough. I, I don't want to wake up tomorrow and talk to more customers. I just don't feel like it anymore. And I had fun. I was a technical lead at a, a telecommunications company. I was working with the biggest companies in Israel, MasterCard, Motorola, those kind of companies. It was fun. It was good for my ego. I think after a few, a few hard months in entrepreneurship, it was just good to feel like someone, and then you start realizing that the thing that's making you feel like someone is the fact that you are so brave and great and amazing because you're putting in 15 hours a day into your corporate job, and what about Julie who's at home? What about our dog? What about my life? What about my family, my friends? Never mind that because I was a rock star rocking the corporate game, and I, I, I just... I, I, I got more and more responsibilities. I just felt slowly fell in love and then quite quickly fell out of love. And I happened to, I remember sitting down thinking, this is not working. This is just not working. What can I do? And I opened Google. I don't remember what I searched for. I found Leslie Samuel, who I think you know. And Leslie has just launched a podcast, which I didn't know what that is at the time. And he interviewed Pat Flynn. And we all know Pat. Pat has an amazing story that uh, I won't repeat because everybody heard it about 10 times. And I started listening to Pat. I listened like to 20 episodes in that week. And then I started listening to the episodes. And I realized that it's, it's bullshit. I'm tired of spending my life building someone else's dream, someone else's business. And we were, I was working for a small company and we were advising big companies. So basically we weren't even building the life of our CEO. We we're all building the life of MasterCard and American Express and whoever. So I just, I had enough. And two years into that corporate job, I just left without any idea what I'm going to do because I just, I couldn't, I couldn't face it anymore. And few weeks later, I got an opportunity to launch a digital magazine on the Apple Newsstand, the new Apple magazine platform. And I thought, this is cool. This is going to be like, you know, it's like knowing about Google before Google became Google. So, like, it's magazines, it's Apple, it's sexy. Everybody's going to be reading magazines. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a reason the magazine industry died. It's not just because of the iPad. So, um... Anyway, I decided I'm going to start a magazine, and I was thinking, what do I want to do? And, you know, the urge is to create some crappy niche magazine about something you can make easy money because you're first to market. And I was thinking about creating dog training magazines and stuff like that. I had some really bad ideas, too, but the dog training was pretty much solid. And I ended up just thinking... I just want to spread the inspiration of people like Pat that inspired me to say enough is enough and make a cut and start something new. 
I just want to spend that word and I just want to help people make that transition and bring in the freedom that they crave for in their lives and create the lifestyle that they, that they go to work for anyway. So I created a magazine about in, inspiring innovation, sharing the stories of amazing entrepreneurs that became into a podcast and that became into everything else that inspiring innovation is today. Was that a little bit too long? I felt like no, I, I rambled for 15 minutes. I love it. I think that was that was a really, really good summarized version of your backstory because I know there's a lot more to it. But the really cool thing is, you know, when, when I think about how you tell this backstory and how one event led to another without knowing what was going to happen, right? But as Steve Jobs says, you know, when you... Oh, I'm a big believer in that looking back, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So when you do connect the dots looking back, what is one thing that stands out to you that you felt you did right or that you did well this time around? Um, I listen to my gut a lot more than I used to. You know, when, when, when we are, uh, when the fetus is created, the initially our main, cent the, the center of where the nerves are controlled is actually in the stomach and only later the brain develops and the control moves to there and I, I strongly and that's why we our, our stomach physically aches when we're anxious when we're afraid and I strongly believe that that's another brain we need to pay attention to that's a brain that analyzes things from a different point of view he sees things that our logic mind don't doesn't always see because we're so busy rationalizing and we should all be listening to that brain a little bit more often and that's something I think I did um, much more this time. Right. Because, I mean, obviously, the, the the obvious question that somebody would have after hearing your story, they would go, okay, so you were an entrepreneur for a long time, and you jumped out of entrepreneurship, you're sick of it, you went to corporate, and then you jumped out of corporate because you got sick of that and went back into entrepreneurship. So I, I guess the, the question is, like, what, what compelled you this time around to stick to it and to believe that this was the path for you? I mean, not to say that you have to choose path A or path B, because I believe that there are more options on the table than just those two, those two paths. But what drives you, Maran, every single day to continue on this path of entrepreneurship? So I can say that now, but if you asked me a year ago, I had no idea. And I was actually, um, last year, 4th of July, I was in San Francisco uh, at, a, at a party of uh, Kamal Ravikant, the author of uh, Love Yourself Like, like Life awesome, Depends On Awesome, awesome, awesome book. And an amazing, amazing friend. And we were talking because Kamal's book is really changing lives. And he was asking me, what am I up to? And I said, I'm doing this podcast and this, doing this magazine, but I'm not sure what I want to do because I'm not sure this is, you know, my dent in the universe. This is the big thing. And he smiled and said, well, but you have to do something and another something and another, another something, and then you end up doing that thing that you were meant to do. But you can't plan to do that. And right there, I think I... Well, I want to say right there, but it took me two more months to really let go of that obsession and start seeing... Whatever I managed to create it, and you know, inspiring innovation is now leaving, living up to its name. I mean, I'm getting emails by people that tell me how their lives were changed because of the show. How I just got an email from someone that said that he can't find a job. He had a side business, but his apartment was robbed, and they took everything and he was left with absolutely nothing and he's just like in this deep deep hole 
And then he found Inspire Innovation and he saw that there are new ways. And now he is going to, I don't remember the exact quote, but he's going to make that, that hole the most glorified hole ever, anybody ever dug it out of. And those kind of emails, you know, that, that, that's what keeps me going. I mean, I have students outranking Tim Ferriss on, on wow. iTunes. Um, I have students outranking NPR. So, you know, just seeing the change that I'm able to create from this small apartment in Israel, that's pretty awesome to me. And that's one thing, you know, it's the first, maybe the biggest business besides the gut, the biggest difference besides the gut was that it's the first time I'm doing a business that I love and not just a business that I can. So that business just used my expertise I'm a great programmer. I'm very good with technology. My old business was about that. It was just, what do I know how to do? What's a problem I see in the market? But it wasn't something I cared about. This thing is, it's my life mission, and I'm, I feel so privileged to know a part of my life mission at the age of 26. Like, that's crazy. I hate you. <laughs> That's all I have to say is I hate you because I love your story and I love you to death. And uh, you said so many things there, my head's spinning. But one, one thing I have to say before I forget is um, I don't know if I told you this. I may have not ever told you this, but this is live on the Shut Up Show. Um, Srini Rao a couple of months back told me about a lot of people that he saw emerging just in general in, in the social media space, but specifically in the podcast space. And he mentioned this dude named Moran Bereket. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go check it out. I forgot specifically how he said it, but he's like, yeah. He goes, I'm just so happy that my work um, inspires and touches other people who are emerging as well in the space. And so I went and checked out your work. I was listening to like literally about five episodes in that single day. I went onto your website and I subscribed. Well, and let's I did be everything. honest, my episodes aren't short. Like, let's be <laughs> but, but I mean, to be, to, to be very, very honest with you though, like you delivered on what Srini had said to me, and I don't believe that Srini would have said that had he not believed that he saw something in you and your potential. And this was before you even launched your your podcast bootcamp series, by the way. So, yeah, that, so that, I met Srini back in the first time we met face to face was back at the World Domination Summit or the World United Bullshit Summit, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> don't buy that ticket; it's a waste of money. Unless you just want to feel good about yourself. So anyway, that's that, that, that was June. It was just after. It was a day after that Independence Day, that 4th of July that I spent in San Francisco. It was the next day. It was the first time I met Srini face-to-face. Okay. Okay. So I just had to share that little bit of information with you because, you know, we, we as entrepreneurs and online business owners, we often only think about, like, what we see and what we hear. But I think what we often forget is that the impact that we make in this world has conversations happening behind the scenes that we never hear, yeah. we never see. And I would feel bad if I never told you that story because that's why I stumbled upon you and your work and that's why I am a huge fan and a promoter and an evangelist. I believe in you and everything that you do for it. your business and your show. And I know you do the same for me now that you've reciprocated as well after I stalked you for a couple of weeks there. But, but my whole point in telling you this is sometimes we forget that the impact that we make isn't always 
revealed to us right away. Mm -hmm. And you I and I agree. have known each other for several months now, and I didn't tell you that story until now. But I've kept it in my heart, and I've remembered it, and I continue to see you as the person that I stumbled upon, which, and I'll tell you right now, is the first time I've ever told you this before. When I saw your work, I didn't find you to be somebody who's just trying to get attention and use, you know, SEO keywords to to get people to stumble on your website. I don't know if that was the initial <laughs> approach when you started, but I saw you as a guy who truly was purposeful and passionate about telling inspirational stories and helping other people whether you would monetize from that effort at all and that's why I fell in love with the work that you do so I just want to officially thank you here live on the show to let you know that it's your work that continues to help me help the people that we want to serve together so so thank you for showing up every day oh. and doing this hard work Ron. You know I'm not usually speechless but I, I am speechless now so really thank you so much and you know I, I agree with what you said because about you, you don't always see the results of what you do right away. And it's something I, I'm telling my students now. Like, they launch a podcast and nobody emailed them over the first 24 hours. Okay, wait. <laughs> so, you know, I was listening to Pat for three, four, five months before I left. And then it took another two or three months before I started the magazine and before I sent him an email saying, I'm because of you I'm starting this magazine I want you to be my cover story so that was like six seven months between when he impacted me and when he even got to know about it and I know we both see the same and it, it's so important on a daily basis we, we look for the immediate uh, reassurance that we're doing the right thing and sometimes it just it can't happen in real time right right so two more questions for you before we close up here, and thank you for um, staying with us a little bit longer. It's going over a little bit more than I thought it would, but uh, we'll wrap up with it. I have minutes. artificial lighting. I don't have a clock <laughs> in front of me. I don't know what the time. It's like Vegas here, just without the drinks. That's awesome, and without the money. <laughs> um, so, so my next question, I, I think I just forgot it for a second, but it'll come back to me because you were talking about Pat Flynn, and you were talking about how you don't see the rewards right away, but... I know. We, I originally wanted you on the show because I wanted you to talk about how you successfully launched a uh, podcast bootcamp series. But when I mean how, I'm not asking logistically how and tactically how oh, you did goodness, it. That would be a really <laughs> long conversation. I know, right? It's like uh, there's a sign-up link for the how. But, yeah. but more importantly, um, if we could really quickly talk about that because this is really important before you had the podcast before you had this uh, online magazine but you didn't have this product yet first question is what prompted you to create a product at all and then and then take us through the flow of then how did you all of a sudden whip out this product I swear you said in less than seven weeks something like that correct me if three I'm wrong weeks. it was three okay. and a half weeks 72 videos in yeah. three and a half weeks take us, take us through that Okay, so the magazine and the idea of doing a product with the magazine was basically, hey, here's a great business opportunity. Like, that, that was it. There was nothing deeper than that when I got started with the magazine. And I'm thankful that uh, I was greedy because without that, I would never start a magazine and I would never realize that what I want to do is inspiring innovation. So, but, but th this podcasting course just came from talking to people and 
I saw people ask me, how do you get started? How do you do this? And you know, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always liked technology, as I mentioned. Uh, one thing you, I didn't mention is that I've always loved teaching. And I do have uh, 10 years experience in radio, a bit more than that by now. So for me, that was just, you know, suddenly it all came together, like the, the teaching and the entrepreneurship and the radio all came together, and I just knew that that's what I needed to do. And it was validated by the needs and wants of my community. It was validated by 35 people volunteering to be my beta testers and, and spend days and nights reviewing my videos. And to say that that made it easy, no, it didn't. Like I had my beta tests in October, and by February I did seven videos or less. Okay, but then I just sat down, I put a date, I planned backwards, and when you have a plan and you just need to work the plan, you don't leave room for the doubts. When you when you wake up and you don't know what are you going to do today, that's when resistance can most easily kick in. But if you know there's a deadline. And I just today I just need to do this and this and this, then it's easier to just do it and to to put the fears aside. And you know I would finish a, a day of recording and I would sit down. And I I would tell Julie, I'm afraid that this will all be for naught, like that nobody will care. And she said, Okay, you have freaking out about your product scheduled for March 17th, and you don't have that in the schedule right now. So right now you just gonna have to wait with freaking out and, and 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 I just did and you know it's it truly is if you wanna if you wanna be something or create something set a date plan backwards not forwards but backwards what what milestones do you need to create then plan backwards what tasks need are needed to make that milestone happen and then just do it right and so it's about doing it every day so that's how I did it in three weeks I planned backwards I worked hard, but the biggest tip for productivity was that when you have everything planned, you just don't have time for doubts. So, so you planned this thing, you executed, you spit it out. Your biggest fear was, are they going to come? Right? Mm -hmm. Are they going to like this? Is this going to be relevant? Will this be a waste of time? Will I have failed? What ended up happening? So I created it. And then within a week, we had over 250 members, give or take. And I see people creating podcasts because of it, seeing amazing success in iTunes. Um, I see the emails, but, but the coolest thing is that I get an email from other podcasters saying, you know, I heard great things about your show, and not from you directly, but from other podcasters, and I sent one of my students, and they are seeing success too. And I think when it becomes that thing that the most amazing feeling was looking at it and saying, wow, this, this has a life of its own. Like, I can't control it anymore. It's, it's not mine anymore. It's, it's a real baby. It's been delivered, and it's, it has a life of its own, and that's really the coolest thing. So, so you're, 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 you're kind of like a surrogate mother. <laughs> right? Kind of. Sort of. <laughs> it's funny because now you need to take uh, the parent role and grow it and, and nurture it and, and slap it when it's not working well. <laughs> but 
I was just going to quickly say the re the reason I say that about the surrogate mother thing is because I, I said the same thing about the Shut Up Show when it started, and I said the same thing about the book that I wrote that is coming out at the end of the month. I felt like both times with these, like, it feels like it's going to be freakishly successful uh, movements, right, if you want to call them that, or projects that I've been involved in. I, I think they did so well, or I think they got so much attention because I, I wasn't worried about how am I going to make money off of this. It was like there was this larger calling where I felt like it chose me to yeah. author it or it chose me to, to birth it or it chose me to publish it. W would you agree that that was kind of the process for you? It was definitely the process. I was just seeing people struggling and I knew that my angle and my history allows me to create a product that doesn't exist and that needs to be out there. And I just had to do it. And truth be told, between us, because of course it's live and people are watching, but between <laughs> us, we both know that the better way to do business is to validate, to get paid before you build, and then you build. But as our friend Srini says, you can't always do the what's best practice sometimes. And, and you know, it's, it's the same happened for Srini's books that got a life of their own and they were on that old TV shows and, and crazy stuff going on for him. And for him too, he just created something that he, there was no other choice, not for him, not for you, and not for me. And when you feel that, just kick the doubts away, create a plan and do it. Love it. I love that advice. But I'm going to ask you a really difficult question. You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> I was born ready. <laughs> okay, so what the hell are you afraid of right now then? <sighs> I'm always afraid of asking for money. Always have been. It always screwed around my entrepreneurship since I was 15 or 12 and started charging for fixing computers. I think we all want people to love us and we are all afraid that if we ask for money or too much money, they won't. And yeah, that's my biggest struggle and fear, just saying this is what, what I'm offering you is worth. And if you want it, that's cool. Let's be friends, and 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 I'll teach you everything I can. And if it's if you don't like it, let's be friends, and I won't teach you. And yeah, that's my biggest fear. Right. I love that you brought that up because actually that's the topic of conversation I'm having tomorrow with my weekly group coaching clients. We're talking about money. We're talking about pricing. Are we pricing our services and products correctly? So let me ask you. I, I'm sure this comes up quite a bit with the people that you coach and that you consult and that you help through the podcast or you know through the boot camp and through all of the work that you do, Maran. What advice do you give to people who are also dealing with these issues with their hangups with money? It's a hard one. So for pricing, I just tell them, look at what's out there in the market and try to assess where you stand compared to things that are already there. And then when you downplay how great your product is because of your own doubts, smack yourself in the face and charge at least, at least like everybody else. That's usually the pricing advice I give and I try to give myself too. So I would like, I did this product now, that the podcast incubator. And trying to price the full price, I went to my friend John Lee Dumas, who is selling and seeing great success with his course, and I asked him, how did you price? Why do you do it? So, you know, just ask people that are already in your network. As to doubts, um, I usually tell them to cut their bullshit and 
to look at how amazing the product is and ask themselves, I, I like the three whys or two whys, do you know that question? So why, why should someone buy this product? Because blah, blah, blah. But why is that? Because it will give him blah, blah, blah. Well, why is that important? Why is that important? Keep asking why is that important until you have an answer. For me, the answer is because my business helps people create more freedom in their lives. And once I found that answer, it became manageable to handle this fear. I'm not saying it's easy, but I remind myself that this is what my business is doing. And A, that ha it's, worth it's worth something and it's worth a lot. But also, you know, I had an interview in my show and I asked her, she teaches parents how to help ADHD children. She said, I'd love to do that without taking money, but money is required to spread the word in this, in this world. It's just the way it is. And if you are a charity, you can reach a lot less people. So I remind myself that by charging what this course is worth, I'm actually allowing myself and more people to get this message. I love it. I love it. It, it echoes what my coach, my very first life coach, told me back in 2008. She said, money just makes you more of who you already are. So if you already were a greedy bastard, right, then you're going to be a very rich greedy bastard. But if you're a good person with money, you'll have more tools and resources and connections to go yeah. and be more of a good person. And so the hang-ups that I had with money growing up, growing in a very poor lower-class family, I had to overcome my objections to becoming richer and wealthier and having money because I had to remind myself that very thing and exactly what you just said right there. So, so thank you, know, you for that. I grew up too in, in a family. We weren't poor, to, so to say, but we weren't rich either. And it, it was a very specific circumstances because we were growing up in a, in a kibbutz, which is something that exists only in Israel. It's a small society where there are no salaries. Everybody gets what they need and, and does what they can. That's the concept. doesn't really work. Um, so it wasn't poverty. We always had food, but we didn't have much. And we, I have family relatives that are very, very rich in England and in other countries. And it was always, we never knew how exactly they made money. And, and it was like you grew up in this feeling that making money is filthy and scammy and that the good, honest people just don't make money. That's the way it is. And too many people grew up with that. And that's a whole different life goal to, to bust that bubble. I mean, Rochelle, it's my life goal. But if someone in the audience knows how to bust that bubble, I think <laughs> we would all appreciate that. Well, I love that you brought that up, though, because to kind of wrap up that the, the whole conversation, that's where the resistance comes from, I believe, right? We hold ourselves back from the kind of success that we want. We hold ourselves back from making more money. We hold ourselves back from you know, acquiring those shiny objects if, if there are certain things that we want in life because of our attitude towards that thing that we want to achieve. And you're right. Once we break that mindset of money's bad or being wealthy is bad or being rich is bad or even the word success is bad, I think once we break through that, then we'll allow ourselves to create the kind of you know abundant life that we want. Well, I to close up, a better note to finish. <laughs> to close up here, the most important thing was again I wanted to feature you because your story is so inspiring, Ron, and you do so much awesome work for other people. And I thought that I would 
you know, share you with other people because you're sharing so many people all the time that I think sometimes people forget to to share our stories, right? Us, our, us content producers, sometimes people forget to share ours. So I wanted to make sure people know what you're working on, know where to find you, know what you're up to. So pimp yourself out right now. What are you working on? What's coming up for you? And where can people find you in your work? So before that, I'll just say that since you just mentioned the lack of sharing, if you want to check out Bernie's story and to very... That was a very emotional interview, I think. Go check out iipodcast.com forward slash Bernie Shung, and you can find my chat with Bernie where we had reverse <laughs> roles and I was asking the questions. Um, right now, I am releasing the Podcast Incubator, which is an online membership where you learn how to launch a successful podcast from zero to thousands of listeners engaged audience without needing to know how to blog or SEO or have a big budget. If you can if you can afford $60 on a microphone, you're you're in to create a great podcast. And the most amazing thing there is the closed Facebook group we had. It's the podcast incubator family. They help each other, they support each other, they advise each other. And that's the one thing I'm most proud of creating. Just seeing that little tiny family that's going to grow to a village and to a movement is so exciting. And if you want to check it out, um, the product is paid, but for your audience, we do have uh, free access to, it'll give you access to um, everything you need to get off the ground and launch a podcast, basically. You can head over to inspiring-innovation.com forward slash, what should we do, forward slash Bernie Shinkickville. <laughs> Let's do Brave Bear. Brave Bear, okay. So forward slash Brave Bear, and you'll have a free sign up there, and you can get access to the videos. You, It won't give you access to the group because the group is something that is only for the people that are willing to commit and take action. And if you want to join, you can always upgrade, join the group. We have weekly webinars, monthly webinars too. It's very cool, but at least get started. It's free. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm subscribed to you and your work, so I can tell you guys all firsthand, it's really, really good shit. I'm actually surprised that the stuff that you give for free, I'm surprised you're not charging for it because it's just so comprehensive. So thank you for that. This is, by the way, the, the best email testimonial to get usually. After it changed my life, how come you're not charging for it? Is like for people like us who are afraid to charge money, that's like the biggest, it was like, yes. <laughs> Finally, something that someone told me I should charge for. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was long overdue, but I just love talking to you in general. So thank you we for sharing your do story. We that more often, even if yeah. we fly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks again, buddy. Seriously, all thanks, the work guys, you do yeah, is so sure. absolutely amazing. So no more resisting. Just show up and keep doing I, it. <laughs> I love you, buddy. Thank you for having me. I love you back. And say hi to Julie. She's my sweetheart. All right, guys, that's it for the Shut Up Show this week. I will check you all next week. But again, go and check out Moran Barakat. He's freaking awesome. See ya. Peace. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Shut Up Show. The Shut Up Show is sponsored by the Amazing Cells. That's S-E-L-Z dot com. Seriously simple selling. Get instant access to download a free copy of our 18-page ebook. The Solopreneur's Guide for Shutting Up and Making Shit Happen. Simply go to our website at theshutupshow.com slash subscribe and join other brave entrepreneurs who are shutting up and making shit happen. If you believe in The Shut Up Show, 
and this platform has helped you shut up and make shit happen, please head on over to iTunes. Search for The Shut Up Show in the podcast section and leave us an honest star rating and review. Your feedback will help us to gauge what we're doing well and where we need to continue to improve. The ratings and reviews help us to continue to bring on amazing sponsors like Cells so that we can deliver weekly episodes to you for free. So your feedback does matter. Thank you for helping us and supporting us.